It's safe words, y'all. Safe words, y'all. Pac, Pac, We out here to keep it going on the mic, y'all. On the mic, y'all. We got the voices and the swagger that you need, y'all. Safe word is the place you want to be, y'all. It's It's season season three, three, y'all. Day edition of Safe Word Society. I am Kristen, your host. Lamika had an emergency, so she is not here, and it's just me attempting to do this by myself. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my name is Kristen. I am your host. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I need a new pronoun for 2018. I haven't decided what it is yet, but diva bitch extraordinaire until then. <laughs> and I am here with two very, very special guests. One who I talk about all the time, and I'm so excited to see again. And then a new one. So start start us off. Who wants to go first? I'll go. Hi, <laughs> um, my name is Santea. My pronouns are she, her, hers. And I'm going to say everything that I'm going to do this year. So I'm a writer. I'm going to start a youth program, and I'm a community advocate. I love people. I love the Lord, and I would like this year to be about sharing that with more people like myself, which are queer people of color. I like that you started that with the mm-hmm. things you're going to do this year. Okay. Can I go with that, too? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with that also. Y'all money. know that voice. That's Uh-oh. on Yahoo, y'all. <laughs> Stop playing. Y'all I know that blush voice. on a mic. <laughs> All right. So my name is on Yahoo, and in 2018, I'm a public speaker. That is valuable valued as one mm. you know people That's are real. seeking me out yes that's who i am in 20, yes. 2018 i also um own a company called the human root and we do um workshops trainings as people call it but we really pull people together and figure out how their differences can I allow them to grow and um there's a whole bunch of other things that i do that just really has allowed me to develop the human root um medicine work i really am just passionate about people learning and growing so in 2018, I am a healer, and I'm mm. going to allow myself to be one rather than being scared of that word. Yes. yes. So I was really, really excited. <laughs> I was really excited to do um, an affirmations episode just because I feel like I've been watching this debate on Twitter, as I have mentioned, and people are really suggesting that you don't set resolutions because it there's, it, there's too much pressure. Mm. So like, oh, why are you going into the new year with a resolution? There's so much pressure. I actually enjoy setting things for the new year because I feel like that is how I hold myself accountable. So I'm like, who can I get to come on the show and hold my ass accountable? (laughs) (laughs) And I thought about the two people I knew who are really good at doing that. So this episode is completely about y'all helping me get my life together. Selfish as it may be, that's what I want. (laughs) That's what's going to be today. (laughs) It is not about anything else. Um. So I want us to all go around and talk about okay. one particular thing that we are committed to manifesting for ourselves in 2018. In 2018, I started something last year that I'm going to continue this year, and it's, I call it the season of yes. So I'm not saying no to anything. And if it frightens me, I'm definitely going to say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, come on someone's podcast and speak. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> go do a workshop talking about uh, my faith and what I love, yes. Anything that scares me, say, learn how to swim, yes. Learn how to play my guitar, yes. Because I feel like once we start completing things that are just in our, like, our spirit, like things we believe we can do that we were meant to do, then that's when we start to really manifest our power. So that's, it's it's yes. The season of yes. The season of yes. What about you? Um, accountability. You mentioned that word. That's what's really big for me. I'd say it's big because 
Right now, my question is, is what behaviors do I have that get in my own, that make me get in my own way? Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot like the manifestation that you're talking about where, like, you have things inside of you that need to be completed. Mm -hmm. And I think we feel that way because we need to make more space. Like, we need to make more space for what we want to do, what we need to do, who we are, what our full potential is. And right now, I think people are consistently, like, when you work really hard, they think you're awesome and you're great, and they, like, pat you on the back a little bit or a lot of it, and they're not necessarily reminding you where your work is. And so my accountability for me is, like, where is your work that's behind the veil that other people don't even know about and trying to discover that. So, like, mine is my behaviors, like the old school behaviors that come up when my feelings are hurt, when Mm -hmm. I'm pissed off, when I can't find my way. Anytime, like, it seems gray or dark, like, what behaviors get start coming out that make it even worse? Every morning I'm waking up like, okay, you now you know you do this. Stop <laughs> right. playing with yourself. Stop it. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> so I'm having a lot of those conversations with me with myself lately. I think that this for 2018, I absolutely have to start celebrating the things that I do because I really don't do that at all. Mm-hmm. And so I'll get to a point where a lot of people are celebrating a thing that I did, and I'm like, uh, it was just a thing, hmm. and like that's whack. And that's 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 not cute. Ooh, that's some real accountability. I right put there. in like a whole lot of work. There's no reason why I'm acting like it's not a thing. Yeah. So in 2018, I will actually make a conscious effort to celebrate even little things. Yes. yes. Like okay, I'm in a good mood for the entire morning. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. I'm somebody who gets really really down about a lot. So mm-hmm. if I'm in a good mood, that is something that I will celebrate. So, I think that's what it's yeah. about. I think it's about us trying to figure out how to maintain a high vibration. Like saying yes, make sure I have make sure. will make sure I have a high vibration you know what I mean celebrating myself will make me have a high vibration or with me me being like okay what are the things that lower your vibration like all these things are like keeping us up like it's kind of like that workout like it's how we do it ourselves physically you go to the gym to keep yourself up you eat well to keep yourself up Mm. I think these affirmations are like the spiritual side of it how do you feel like you got to a place where you could even affirm things like that, Santea? Because I know that you studied. Uh, I went to seminary. Okay. Uh, studied my degree is actually in youth ministry because I wanted to work more with youth, but that in is a important. faith context. Yeah, I just felt like you can give young people so much, but you I want to be able to You guys have so much in God. common. Do mm-hmm. you know that? She's like yeah. my hero oh. right now. <laughs> Yo, you're my hero. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I always wanted to do. So no, go. It was like the best decision I made in my life. Out of all the things I've done, going to seminary was the best thing I've ever done. I feel so like. What exactly is? Seminary. So when you seminary is where people go who are want to be um, not professionals. I don't want to use that word, but if you feel like you have a call, mm-hmm. I believe we all have a call. We all have a calling, but it's from God. What you're supposed to do, but so it's in the church, it's in the community. I I'm community ministry. I'm not mm-hmm. like I don't really see myself in a church or pulpit. I've never like had a desire for that. Right. But I just want to engage people and. I want you to live the life that God wants you to live and right. mm-hmm. be, I feel like I live my faith. Now, I'm not going to show you and talk about all these things, but how I live my life should show you what I believe. And I feel like we don't think about how hard it is to actually be positive because mm-hmm. I see people all the time. They work really hard at being negative. Like, oh, today mm. I was late. Let me have my coffee right. Such and such. It came in. I'm like, stop, stop, because you are bringing yourself down. You have to work just that hard to keep yourself up because like we're here just sitting here in this space. This is amazing. Yeah. Like there's like five things right away you can just be super excited about if nothing else happens today. The first one, waking up and you can think you have your mind, your sanity. You know what I mean? You have a place to live. Mm. You may not have a lot of money, but you have a home. You have the ability to get money. You have friends. 
So just working really hard and just thinking about all the things that, oh, I actually can be grateful. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I like my job, but I have a job. It's just I'm a real half full kind of person all the yeah. time and not half full like, oh, half, half, like that's 50 percent to go to be 100. Were you like that before seminary? I think I was. Okay. I just I, al- I can always see how things can be worse. So instead of just focusing on how it can be worse, I'm like, well, it's not that. So it's I'm already up. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just and I, I need that because I can always <laughs> see that I can, I can hardly see how things get better. I'm like, oh, my no, God. no, I, I don't know. And it's it's annoying to people, I'm sure. But I have to like yeah. there are people who are everybody. There are people out there in line to take you out the game. Like, don't take yourself out. That's yeah. what I always tell my friends. Like, I'm not taking myself out. What about you? I mean, I really just well, the thing that was coming up for me while you were talking is how much we're programmed to come from a place of scarcity versus abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, nice. like um, we're really programmed and I know why we're programmed. Like, you know, I talk about it almost every day in the work that I do. But I so a lot of that conversation is like, well, institutionally, we've learned this and the isms have made us perform and be con- socially conditioned in this way. And I remember what this professor, you know, I always go back to my elders. Mm-hmm. I remember this professor walked in the, in the classroom one day. I was in Pan-African Studies, sociology class, Dr. Nama, straight out of um, Howard University. He came to, to L.A. and started teaching. He came in, he was like, show me the man. And we was like, what? He was like, <laughs> he was, he was like show me the man. To, show me the man. To, show me the foot. The foot's on your neck. Where the foot at? And we're like, what is going on? We're like 19 <laughs> years old. And it was like a room full of black kids. And he's basically like, you know, yeah, we can keep talking about the things that have caused us to get us here. But if you don't have a tangible person, object thing to put your hand on and, and reprimand for it or be or, or shift with, like, you're going to be chasing this rabbit hole forever. forever. Wow. So, like, you need to figure out, you know, who, what, where within you or within your community because if you keep looking for the man we never gonna get over this and that was how he started off his sociology one-on-one for black studies you know what I mean one-on-one? yeah we were 19 years old (laughs) yeah I mean yeah when you got black elders you know they just call you out it's not about being cute hello (laughs) professor today he's like nah (laughs) sit your butt down and listen (laughs) you know it's a different dynamic but I think that that like it's about us consistently that scarcity comes from us trying to find the thing that has harmed us and I think that sometimes it becomes a point where we just think about the behaviors that we have and what's happening because we can be searching for something that's no longer there and if we're attached to this scarcity that also allows us to maintain that behavior and I think that one of the ways to get out of it is what you're talking about is like that abundance thinking like just being like okay yes and then what you know and that's how I really move is just thinking yes and then what are there steps to get there because I'm I mean I feel like I've tried there are times where I am actively trying to do that whole well at least this but the reality of it is sometimes that is very difficult because the thing that you're in I mean okay my grandmother passed a few months ago and the pastor came and it was a lot of she's 90 she was 91 she lived a very long life and I and I'm hearing that and I understand that she lived a very long life and I'm just thinking to myself why is this the thing that we're talking about and she's not she like just died right can we not just deal with the fact that she just died but then I recognize that that is very important because that helped me because I'm like oh but she did live a very long life and Mm -hmm. like my whole family's here so she created a huge family and all of these positive things in the midst of that so I'm grateful that he did that but I was like how how do I get myself to a place where that is what I recognize or is that even a thing or and also I think abundance is about and also as opposed to either or 
excuse me, it all matters. You know, like condolences are always hard because you want to give them. But at the same time, I never want to be that person saying the obvious. It'll get better. Of course it will. Yeah. I think biologically Mm -hmm. we're programmed to just be able to move on because you have to. But in the moment, and I've been reading um, a lot about this, about being able to be present, Mm -hmm. like that, like radical presence, even accepting you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can say. I don't know when you're going to feel better. And I identify how you feel because I may have felt this way as well. And just being uncomfortable and comfortable with being uncomfortable and I'm just being present with you. And I think that that goes into your question of being present with yourself. I feel like I'm one of these people and I don't I don't want to be, but I'm always reading some kind of self-help book because I just want to be as strong mentally and spiritually as I can. And a long time ago, like on the internet, I saw and a guy said, you have to watch the ants. And I was like, ants? And it's like automatic mm-hmm. negative thoughts. Mm. And I look at my mind and my like my spirit and my energy like a record. And sometimes you literally have to just change the record. Yes. And you can feel it when it's happening. You're like starting thinking about this negative thing, that negative thing. And it's like little negative thoughts crawling around all over. Like, stop. Visualize yourself just taking that record off. Because you can send yourself into a tailspin with your thoughts of negativity. So, like, that's how powerful your mind is. You can turn that around just like that. But you have to just, okay, I know what I'm doing right now. It's okay. Forgive yourself. And then change Mm. the record. You know, like, we really, you have the power to, you know, create your own strength or the, the way you want to think, the way you want to be. Like, you're in control. I mean, God is in right. control, but you know, you are in control of this moment right here. You right. can have that. So use it. Yeah, I think the same thing. I think being present is probably the biggest thing that's important about being able to even do that. Which is hard. It's really hard. <laughs> but I think so like you're like, OK, what are the steps? There's like all these bigger steps. So now we're talking about one step and now we're talking about the steps within that step. Mm. Right. And it's very important to be clear about that because then you'll get overwhelmed. So, right. yes, we're talking about just one step. And like, how do you make that one step happen? How do you be present to get rid of those negative thoughts? Right. And I think that that is like you needing to have processes in which you start learning what it means to feel your body. So like, can you feel your breathing? Wow. So do you know when you're short of breath? Do you know when you're not breathing? Do you know when you're taking deep breaths? Do you know when you're getting tight you know like having a relationship with your body that can be while you're sleeping that could be just you practicing breathing and meditation that could be doing something that causes you to pay attention to your breath so like music singing breath work yoga i mean all these different things are always telling you you have to breathe and so noticing your breathing noticing do you get hot do you get cold in certain moments those are things are your nervous system literally trying to tell you you're about to go into distress or you're about to think about these negative thoughts or this thing is making you feel uncomfortable and so when you notice your body you then are saying oh what's going on around me that's making my body do this and I think that process of being present allows you to then say okay how am I going to react to it so it's the thing that slows you down so one of the biggest things I remind people all the time is like are you breathing I in my workshops I literally make a room of like 50 to 100 people like breathe together because we talk about all these hard things and I'm asking you to push yourself and it's like to relieve and create that same space we're talking about I think is about using your breath or like right now um sometimes for me writing what allows me to slow down like what is the thing that allows you to slow down and notice yourself mm. so that you can be present so you can check those negative thoughts i don't i don't <laughs> breathe enough so I, that really resonates with me i feel like i'm and i'm like whoa, wow so tight. same shoulders up and i'm like whoa, whoa mm-hmm. it makes down. a big difference it really makes a big difference oh that's that's so true that's the mm. same how do you do that with youth I know that youth can be difficult to get through to. I was one of those like detention center teenagers, <laughs> like in detention centers. And I know that if somebody came to me to talk about so breathing, <laughs> I'm like, who's who's considering breathing? I just want to go home. Yeah. But when you are doing work with young people and the work that you're doing puts them in a 
position where they have no choice but to want to breathe, mm-hmm. then they get to notice it. I ask for people to breathe when they're at a position where they need it. Right. right. And it's just like, oh, snap. Ooh, right. I needed that. This and, feels right. good. Yeah. <laughs> and then now we can have a conversation why it felt good. You know what I'm saying? How, how do you... Um, I mean, this is a difficult time right now also. So yeah. if you are talking to a group of youth going into a new year, yeah. how do you help them manifest things for themselves in the new year or see things outside of what's happening right now? That's a tough one. Um, I feel like young people are very smart and they can clock all types of stuff. So you always have to be authentic and share, not overshare, mm-hmm. but I can. Re- I'm not going to try to say I can relate to you because I don't know your full experience, but I hear you and like I see you, and that's. I think that's a thing too. When you're a little bit older than them, or much older than most young people, that's so. It's okay for you to see them, but when they're out street school, whatever, other people seeing them is it makes you feel vulnerable. Right. But so you also that vulnerability also makes you human, and I think that the way the world is, it it's always pushing young people and kids even to just be grown and. Instead mm-hmm. of being a kid, like yeah. cry, eat candy, be silly. Like mm-hmm. I, I find I have to check myself sometimes with a 10 year old kid. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, he's being a kid. Like yeah. he's not paying attention because mm-hmm. that's what they do. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why am I being so intense? Just like kind of meeting them where they are. Like when you meet little kids, you should always get down so you can be eye level with them, not them looking up at you and just always have that attitude. Like, let me just try to be where you are. And I, you have something to say. Like, I'm not I don't know everything. You right. know, I know what I know. But you know what I mean? But you know things too. I'm learning from you as well. I'm just, I guess, always not coming into the case as if you were the one, the, the authority. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm no, I'm not the authority. I don't, <laughs> right. And I don't want to, you don't want to, that's no the hierarchy, right? You don't want to even replicate that kind of, because that's what we have going on around us anyway. So, so in your, in the community work that you do with the youth, are they coming to you? Um, are they coming to you for faith services or are you seeking them out? Are you going, where are you, how are you getting them? Right. Well, before what I've done in the past, I've, right now I have no youth. I just like to work with some parents parents like doing college counseling stuff like okay. that but that's what I hope to create a space where I can right. either partner because I'm all I'm about manifesting partnerships. for you boo. yeah I mean <laughs> I was like when your youth come yeah, where are that, they coming I mean, from that's I would I would love them to come from um the community that I, I live in or either the community that I, I was a part of when I was growing up uh Newark New Jersey I feel very tied to my home city and just be in the space where you can get education services you can get mental services you can get life needs services but you can also get some we can sit around and talk about faith, too. We can do that. So I'd like to be the person to present that type of opportunity. But my traditional context has been, like, after-school programs. So it's more wow, structured. really? Yeah, after-school programs. Faith-based? Uh, no, not faith-based. Just okay. um, athletic. They were athletes. Got it, got it. So... That was a choice because students are athletes. They know they have to come to this program. So it was a little bit different than right. engaging uh, youth that may not necessarily be interested in dealing with right, you. So right. I, I recognize that's a whole different, but I'm eager to go there as well. So How y'all going to make that happen? Oh, we about to talk about this. <laughs> I already see it. <laughs> Visionary in the building. <laughs> um, I would say also like, much much like what we're talking about right now is just like we're in this society that consistently is coming from this deficit thinking that is taking away your humanity that wants you to be some form of a robot in whatever way and so when I'm imagining the young person I'm thinking of someone that like ageism has happened so you feel like you're out of control and people Mm. are controlling you you're looking at a world that's demonizing who you are if you're a person of a color especially male and so you're looking at all these images that are saying that you're not worthy and so like my message is just always going to have to be like the counter narrative of that which is 
you are worthy. And so whatever circumstance I'm in, whatever opportunity or exchange, whether it be a classroom or a workshop, walking down the street, at the bus stop, on a subway, how am I having a relationship that's reminding that young person that they're worthy and that they're enough um, is always going to be um, the focus. And then just filtering it through whatever whatever engagement or dynamic is happening, right? So I'm on the train and this young person is like pissed off. I, this happened to me a few weeks ago. She got on the train and she was so mad. She must have just been in an argument. She was like, yeah, this bitch, nah, nah, nah. and she's just going off talking to actually nobody. And, I, and so I just looked at her and I was like, I know, right? And she looked at me like, wait, <laughs> what is going on? But it's like she needed to be, remember we were See? talking about seeing. Yes. We talked about this before and it's just like, how do you remind somebody that they're seeing? So when I say you know, right, she then she started going off with me. She was like, and then she this and she this. And I was like, so what you going to do? And she was like, oh no, man. I was like, whatever makes you feel the strongest. She was like, right, I need to make sure I'm strong. I was like, yeah, just stay in your power. So it's just like random stranger, but the conversation is still, yes, be powerful, right? Versus somebody I can sit down and talk to them about their life's experience and what they went through and then say, you know, what took your power for you in that moment and what does it mean for you to forgive or push on now? Like, it's just always about like, you're enough. You're enough. I say you're enough, move with intention and breathe probably like a hundred times a week. <laughs> for real. It's like my three rules. My three rules. Move with intention. intention. Yes. I assume that you believe in setting resolution yes this thing that you're talking about that came up online the first thing i thought of i was like damn that's dangerous people are honest like there's a whole thing and i think it's because people equate resolution with tangible goals so like starting a diet like oh i'm gonna get through 30 days of this diet that's my resolution so even if they did three days or they tried to do it they failed and that's like oh that's why i'm not setting the resolution because i know i'm not going to do that thing oh my god the people listening right now about to be mad at me (laughs) i think it's because like our generation and younger i think people in their 30s got like the edge of the wisdom knot you know what Mm. i mean so we got kind of lucky but i think that there's a lot of parts a lot of our culture that is like scared of making mistakes scared of not being right scared of not being perfect scared to be called out scared to be told about what other people see in them and so there's a way that like people just dodge accountability Mm. i mean people about to be really mad (laughs) i think it's the really reason why like our generation is so big up on like polyamory and dating multiple people and then i'm not talking about the culture and the practice of polyamory i'm talking about the people making the choices at this time in our world there's a way that you don't really have to deal with the problems or moving through the issues you can be like oh you're not pleasing me right now boop i'll move on to the next one you know what i mean i think it's just culture of just like moving on without like dealing with the discomfort i think we avoid discomfort so much and so that idea of not doing intentions or not i think that that has something to do with being like i don't want to mess up i don't want to come to the point of being like i can't do it right and i don't think like like figuring out why i couldn't do it then how do we grow Right. right How do we know what our learning edges are? And so, again, clarification, LGBTQI community. I am not talking about polyamory people. I'm just saying, like, there's, a, there's all these ways where we pick up on forms of culture to not be uncomfortable. And I think that that is one of the things why we've seen a spike in that practice, in that dating practice, in our cultures, because right now it's hard to sit still and deal with stuff. And I think technology impacts that, um, the way we were forced to grow up fast. I think a lot of things impact that, but I do think we choose a lot. And I think just like I just described that, where now it's like, oh, I'm not setting no intentions. But without intentions, where are you going? What do you think? Uh, No, I think resolutions are really important. I mean, there was uh, two words, resolutions and goals. I would just say goals. Resolutions are kind of like ideas you just say. but Got it. 
What I've done more recently is just gotten really specific and then actually set deadlines because it's just a it's just a thing on a piece of paper if, if you don't have when you're gonna do it. Right. You know right. I mean? Or challenge and then that's the thing too about not wanting to be accountable, actually challenging yourself. So when you write it down, that means someone may have saw it. You it's there, you gotta have to keep looking at it. Right. You might actually have to do it. The more pressure, the more I, I operate I but when there's like too much time. <laughs> Things just don't get done. So as soon I need as I to, put that date down, you're like, ugh. But three months, six deal. months, a year, and <laughs> yeah, and 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 like smart goals. And I know, like, I, everybody hates that word, but they actually make sense if you look at them. It makes you, complete sense. You know, use those smart goals, use those parameters of the smart goals, and make it reasonable. Don't like set it yourself up to fail. You know what I mean? There are things you can do in three months, six months, and there are things that will take a year. And then as if you you're fine halfway in the year, you're like, wow, I did a lot of those things. You know, something else I'm thinking about, too. So as I'm talking, I'm like, OK, what's the rebuttal to what I have to say or what we're saying? Mm-hmm. And I and I think that some of the rebuttal comes from like we live in a history of a world that has consistently been on a culture of power over. Like you need to be controlled. You need to be perfect. You have all these expectations and standards for what it looks like to be a valuable human being in this world, like get the degree or get the grades or pass the test. It's like it, that comes up in our lives so much. And so if you're not like a person with high executive function or if you're not a person that's like a type personality, that type of culture is actually overwhelming and probably traumatizing for some people, mm, especially people right. that have nervous systems that move at a more plateaued um, vibration. And so it's like it feels intrusive to be like, you need to, you need to, you need to go do this. And so I think that that's probably where some of the people are like, well, what you're talking about doesn't work for me. But I would say that for even those people, setting intention is really important because when you're in a world like this, then you're always feeling like you're not doing good enough. Right. Right. Then you're always judging yourself. So I think intentions can be set based on your own spectrum, your own parameters. Right. It doesn't have to be based on the outside world. But just to completely be like, F the system, because I understand that that's an action that's saying F the system. Be careful when you say F the system and then take away principles that are from things beyond the system. Right. So setting intention is a part of ritual. It's a part of ceremony. It's indigenous. And so the system may have taken advantage of us, but to like completely X out a practice that allowed our our legacy of people of African descent to survive all this stuff like that survival tactic is setting intention or making sure spirituality or your faith is setting intention so for the folks that even rebuttal against for some of the stuff that we're saying I would say really rethink it and say like how can I still be intentional but not do it in a systematic way that feels like something the system has power over me you know what I mean and I feel like a lot of times people set resolutions or goals for other people right. so that someone can see that I am doing these things yeah. and it that's what it becomes. Like, yeah. okay, I need to make sure now I have to do this because I told that person I was doing it and it's just about getting it done so they see it's done. I think I have, have done that. Like, that's when I'm setting resolutions. I'm like, okay, I'm going to start the gym so that I can lose mm-hmm. weight and look good in a bathing suit in the summertime. I feel fine in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. Right. Whether I mean, I didn't go to the gym. I mm-hmm. still put on a bathing suit. And I was like, so why exactly did I set that resolution? Because it wasn't about health or wellness. It was just so I could look good in a bathing suit for some pictures. As opposed <laughs> right. to like some internal <laughs> reflection. Right. As so. opposed to setting a, a goal to get healthy yeah, or to be healthier. yeah. So I think with technology, like people just want to have something to put on Instagram sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. oh, these are my goals. I'm going to get a new car. If we think about your suggestion about being transparent and vulnerable and then we put Instagram together, like what would it do for people if you are actually putting your real stuff. Yeah, I hold myself accountable through that now. Yeah. Because now, I mean, I post on Instagram if it's about a thing that I'm doing to right. celebrate myself. Yeah. Because usually I would just clap, pat myself on the back in my apartment and that's it. But now I'm like, if I post it, 
then it's I, worthy. Right. <laughs> and I'm like actually celebrating myself. So now if something good happens, I post it. I'm like, oh, wow. Now the world knows. Mm-hmm. That's my way of holding myself. Because <laughs> then now people will come at you and be like, girl, I heard. <laughs> yes, you getting it on. <laughs> right. And I think also like having a platform is a very good way yeah. to set goals and be held accountable. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I want to do this thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. today is also, well, the first mm-hmm. is also right. the day of our huge rebranding which is something that i was like oh my gosh i don't know if it's gonna happen but having a podcast i say i can say all the things on here and then somebody actually will be like wait three episodes ago (laughs) you said that this thing was gonna happen so when's that party yes (laughs) yes 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 and i think also what's coming up for me in that too is like integrity right like Mm. can you be honest with yourself because integrity is about being able to be transparent about the whole Mm-hmm. So I can talk about what's really great and I can talk about what's really, really hard. And I think even like, for example, even between you and I, last last time we saw each other, like I, we had like this great idea and I was like, oh, we need to do this, that and the oh other. Oh my gosh. Right. Yes. And it still hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Right. But the integrity in that that pushes you to hit your goals mm-hmm. is that me being able to be like, girl, you know, X, Y and Z is what it is. But I still want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. But can I be honest with myself enough to just be transparent about that? Just mm-hmm. to, because when you're transparent, you usually find out people on the other side are like oh no yeah it's fine let's exactly. just you know what i mean like yeah. people are Forgetting. people have empathy yes. but we usually have this brick wall so we never experience that's it. actually so even like in my grandmother passing mm. i felt strange saying to people that that happened and that's i need space like i, I can't go to this party I, like i can't do these things mm-hmm. i'm grieving and i felt strange putting that on someone else making them feel guilty for asking me to go someplace and then i'm just like no, like I really can't do it. You don't want me to be up in your event in full blown tears. Like, did I'm you just... <laughs> did you find that that was a story in your head though? That once you actually yeah, started expressing because when I yourself, say it and people are like, I would never have asked you if I had known that yeah. was the thing. And I'm like, oh, I just felt bad. And they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you felt bad, or yeah. I'm like doing things and working, mm-hmm. and people are unaware of this thing that just happened. I mean, I recorded the day wow. I was I was going home for the mm-hmm. wake. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to cancel it because I didn't want to put that on anyone. And I sat here and I was like, oh, you know, I'm I'm probably just going to leave later and, like, go to the where. Let me go like, what? Yeah. I would have canceled it. Yeah. What? And that's the homie, too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so she's really like, we all, yeah. Even the guests were like, are you kidding? We would yeah. not have, we would have yeah. been perfectly fine. I would have postponed this 10,000 times for you to just go do that. Right? And then the outcome is, is that when you do it and you experience that empathy, you get to heal. Yeah. Right? Because then you're being held. Yeah. So I guess, like, the other big thing that you're like, how do you or what's the thing to do as far as the question you've been asking us, another one is communication. I think that's one of the big mm. things for me right now. So my behavior thing I'm working on is that when I feel like I'm not worthy or I feel like I've been rejected or I feel like something is harming me that I like shut down and reclude or mm. I, I like I go as an introvert and I don't communicate what's going on with me. And I think that this behavior I've experienced from like this area to my left is actually from my whole environment. And I treat the whole environment like it that. It did something to It you. did something to me the way that this one thing did. So then I become quiet and I don't talk. Mm. 
-hmm. right and so like the thing is if i would just like they say 80 percent of of success is showing up if i just showed up and used my voice i would have all my needs met because that one little piece i find is not even as relevant as i thought it was Mm -hmm. that all these other parts and now i use my voice oh i'm pained or hurting this way or this is not working out for me and i don't want to shut down so i'm trying to communicate the way that those people react to me is showing me that oh not only is it fine but this thing that was harming me i can actually release and let go and forgive it because it didn't even make a big difference anyway because what i need is right here but we don't discover that until we talk i was gonna say is that a thing that you feel like prayer is useful for because i am not very religious i also grew up in like a seventh day events as family but like they had a lot of stuff going on and i'm like this seems like hypocrisy i don't know i don't have any like attachment to religion then because i'm confused what you're preaching is not you know so then everyone talks about prayer and how prayer is this amazing thing but how do you start praying what is like reconciling your relationship to prayer (laughs) is a real thing do you just have do you just say a prayer like can anyone hear you if you've never done it before like a real question yeah yeah no um i mean just uh, just a little note i'm not i didn't grow up like extremely religious either mm. and i don't even really use that word right kind of just sounds like functional right but you know my faith what i believe um my spirituality we did not go to church or anything like that I just sort of was always like a church hopper. You know, mm-hmm. you're a little kid walking around. People invite you to your church. You go in. And I enjoyed it. And when I got older, I began to, like, understand more and seek things out intentionally. But prayer, even now to this day, like, I have a lot of friends now that are, like, ministers because I went to, to the seminary or whatever. You're like, well, just pray about it. And I'm always like, I mean, <laughs> all right. Like, what does that mean? Can but, you give me some actionable stuff? Right. Like- but you can... <laughs> I talk to conversations with God all the time. Like as I'm walking, I'm sitting here right here now. Mm -hmm. And yeah, God is listening. That's what I believe. Yes, God is definitely listening. Also, as you're saying, talking about communicating, it's working things out and you're saying it out loud. And then you're beginning to realize like, oh, I do have this feeling about that or that thought about this. Mm -hmm. And I believe in miracles. I see them every day. And those prayers being answered. So you can do it. There's no way of just doing this. I was going to say, is there like a, you know, a lot of they like reinforce that you had to pray at a certain place at a certain time with a group of people. And like, I mean, you know, not going to church was, oh, they don't they don't go to church like they're not. Yeah. No, church is good or community is good because it's good to just have people to support each other in your faith, whatever you believe. Like, it's good to just have community. You know what I mean? So that's what the function of church is. You don't have to go to church to pray. I don't believe you have to believe. We can be, we can pray right now if you want Mm -hmm. to. Like, I don't think that, I don't believe that. And you can be in conversation with God at anywhere. God is always listening, you know, what I believe. So yeah, just do it. Just talk. You can talk. You can put your earphones in like you're walking down the street and just talk out loud or you can just talk in your head. I don't think that there's like this proper or improper way to be talking to God. I agree. I don't think there's a proper way or improper way. I think that I do have respect for the old school ways and pressures that they gave us. Not because it's what we should have been doing, but I think that the old school culture got mixed up in children being seen not heard and Mm -hmm. so because of children being seen not heard there was a lot of things that we were told to do that the in-between conversation of the wise were not there so then now as we're older we have all this resistance being Mm -hmm. like i'm not doing that because of this thing i was talking about over earlier being controlled but there's this way about like i did so i did grow up religious i went to church four to five days a week probably at different extents of time it could have been a 30 minute afternoon (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) It could have been like a 30-minute afternoon prayer or it could have been like I got to church at 8 a.m. because my mom's a Sunday school teacher and I didn't get home till 8 p.m. because we mm-hmm. had evening Bible study, right? Mm-hmm. And you were there for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. So it, it could have been anything. And, and what I do know is that because I was able, my mom, 
she didn't do the she didn't have the Bible Belt thing where mm-hmm. like it was the Bible or the belt. Like so, I didn't get whoopings like that. I didn't get reprimanded. I didn't have punishment like that. I was also a kid that like had a lot of reverence anyways. I was like an introvert, so I kind of did what I was supposed to in exactly. general, except for the times when people didn't know I was doing what I wasn't supposed <laughs> to be doing. <laughs> um, which that was also frequent. Um, but really, on some real talk, I think that like that experience of being like pray so much or do this all the time. I think that that was actually teaching a practice of reverence, like right. what it means to have discernment, what it means to have mm-hmm. reverence. But when you don't have anybody explaining to you that, oh, the history of this religion, I'm only even talking about mine, that prays X amount of times a day, mm-hmm. they're learning a deep reverence and understanding for a legacy, understanding for a culture. But there's a conversation that's being had in the household consistently, like a why and a what, as opposed to do it or you're going to get a weapon, exactly. do it or you're going to get in trouble. Exactly. And I think that that the communication divide made us have a lot of res- um, resistance and rebellion because now I can go out into the world and not live the Pentecostal Church of God in Christ Christian that I grew up as but all those lessons have deep meaning for how I move through the world mm. so when I talk about healing and spirituality I might not be talking about when all the sta- saints come marching in right. but I will talk about standing in your power and if we as a community come marching as a power we're going to make some change I know that because yeah. of the language I learned from being a kid in that environment right so I think that it can transcend I, so I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way but I do think that there was a purpose at that mm. time and I don't think it serves purpose for me anymore but it's been purposeful for who I've become do you think it's possible as an adult not even an adult I can't say adult because I mean they're youth who are at the same level as a lot of us because mm-hmm. we've been through this yeah. a lot of things how do you come back to these things because you guys are using words like healing and intention and just finding what it just sounds very whole mm-hmm. How do you find your way to wholeness then? I don't know if I have. I was like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Wholeness is a faraway land for me. I mean, it's a journey. It's a journey. journey. But there are people who are farther along on it than the rest of us. I mean, you two are clearly farther along on that journey than I am. So I'm taking all of these little gems that you're giving in terms of like ants. I mean, that's a thing that now I'm pretty sure I'm going to obsess Mm -hmm. over, Mm -hmm. which is amazing because I will be able to start pinpointing these little negative things, figure out when they happen why they're happening and then now I can start to think about my communication Mm -hmm. because when one thing makes me upset I'm shut off Mm -hmm. I'm like done with all of the things (laughs) (laughs) with all of the things so now I can start to I'm like okay I see that in someone else you just mirrored me Mm -hmm. so that's something I can work on how do like people get to these how do you get here but we just have the language right like we know how to talk about it how do you get that if I was to say how did you end up in here compared to where you were a year ago Mm -hmm. and and I was like how did your company your organization your business grow to becoming as such as opposed to in your living room with your homie saying let's talk about it real quick and when you break that down it would have been the same language transferable into us talking about growing and healing right right? so we got the same stuff yes i was gonna say that when you said how we might be farther along i wouldn't i wouldn't say that Mm -hmm. right because anyawu praise the lord i was just (laughs) saying you did a lot of steps to get here and maybe you knew them intrinsically or maybe you did research but it's the same thing it's just a matter of taking steps and then the courage and the faith Mm -hmm. in yourself whether you realize that's what it was like i could do this i want to do that i have to do this this is what i'm supposed to do and it's the same thing the same breathing being intentional authentic showing up being present all those things that we do every day we have to because that's how you function in life but just being aware of it and just pat yourself on the back like yeah i did this you know what mm-hmm. i mean like right. we don't we don't celebrate ourselves like you were saying and i i think those are the things that just help you little by little like i have my moments all the time i'm 
probably once every day at work, I'm having some kind of a little mini breakdown in my head. And I'm like, let me go. Okay. Yes. All right. Let me just go for a walk <laughs> yes. to the vending machine, <laughs> get a bag of pretzels or something like that. <laughs> so, and that, and that happens. Like, so just, this is just, we're talking right now. You know, I worked extra hard to make sure I look like I had it together, but we're all just trying to keep it together. We're all just working really hard to keep it together. Yeah. I mean, like if you even knew like the struggle I'm going through right now, you know what I'm saying? Like I got stuff going on with me right now in this moment. That this morning I was like, all right, Anyahu, like, your eyes might be a little puffy. Go ahead and, like, wake <laughs> up a little extra earlier so you can wear that off a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, we have to humanize healers and we have to humanize mm-hmm. being healed yes. because then we realize we're the same thing. Right. So, like, how is it possible that me talking about communication is a mirror of you, but me talking about the healing and healing work is not? Like, all of a sudden the mirror just got turned off at 3.2 seconds ago, right. right? Like, oh, wait, take the mirror away. It's not real anymore, right? So if I'm your mirror in that, I must mean I'm still your mirror because my but I promise I'm not a shapeshifter <laughs> and Yahoo and Octavia Butler's a you shapeshifter sure? I mean sometimes I feel like it but it's not a real thing you know and so like I'm still your mirror right but and that's where that abundance I think that abundance thinking and you start to realize that like we're all whole yeah. we're just like searching for ways to be present enough to feel it I feel mm. like I also recognized that's in powerful. that statement that I made something that I do very often also make it so that whatever I need to do is like the finishing of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not healed completely, therefore I'm not healing at all. Because mm, then right. I would have been able to recognize yes. that like, I mean, I'm a lot right. different than I was before. I feel a lot differently. If I was banking on all of this shit that I've yeah. gone through, right. that I would be, wouldn't be able to do this right. with people and listen to stories like mine and like, you know, and be positive about them or be helpful. Right, you literally have a ministry, right? right. You, you are a yes. healer. You just you're a practitioner. You're a practitioner. As, yes. you're, as a practitioner, your tool is the mic. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. As a practitioner, your tool is the table. You ask the congregation to come to the table, and you get on the mic with them, mm-hmm. and they search through a journey of healing in a one-hour segment. Like, that's who you are. You yeah. are a reflection of what you're talking about. Like, it's just, like, it's so hard for us to own it because yeah. the world keeps on, like, the world is the real shapeshifter that fools mm-hmm. us, you know, like, the illusion. It creates these illusions of what we're supposed to do. And, like, metaphorically, you're talking about, I'm not healing unless I'm healed. Okay, let's keep it real. Like, somebody might do something, and you be like, girl, I'm grown. And then I'll be like, really, though, are you <laughs> really, really? Let's talk to like your lover right. or, or your one of your siblings or one of your parents, actually. Right. And they'll be like, no, every time X, Y and Z happens, she pouts. Yep. And every time tantrum exactly. and every time cuss somebody out, you know what I mean? Because we're human, right. which means like and I used to always be like, I am not grown. I am growing. Ooh. There's no way I am grown yet. It's like, just not real. And in my late 20s, I used to say that all the time. I was probably it was a little bit of ego trying to be charming, <laughs> saying something cool. <laughs> But it was still real, right? right? I'm not grown, and I think, but I'm still growing, and I think that's metaphor for the healing part. Like you're always healing, like being healed. Um, just get ready to never die, then, right? Right? If you're gonna be healed, you're not gonna ever leave. And yes. I don't know if I want to be here for two hundred years. There's mm. something else better than being here twenty two hundred years. But while I'm here, I'm healing, and that's gonna make it this shit. It's gonna make it good. It's like a culture of completion. If it's not yeah. complete, yeah, then it's not a thing. Which is, brings us back to why people don't want to set intentions. Yes. Right. It's scary, but, like, that courage that you're talking about is, like, go for it. It changes your life. You Mm -hmm. have to leave tips for people. Okay, so, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What does that mean? (laughs) So... 
2018 is going to be an amazing year. I own that for everyone in my community. I do. Because I feel like we have reached a point where people are really just starting to own up to how amazing Mm. we are as people. Mm -hmm. So I own a lot for the community. And if I have anything to do with it, I don't make sure everybody knows (laughs) that we're an amazing community. So what are some personal tips or whatever for people to just start owning greatness? Like, you made a bomb-ass pot of coffee. Mm-hmm. You're great. Because the bitch burns that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Wow. Um, appreciating, right? Appreciating. I mean, accepting that you're great. Mm. Just just accepting that and being humble. What I do, I just, something I do, and I, I just try to pick three words. I don't know where I got it from. That guide my year. My One of my words from last year will still be my word this year, 2018, is discipline. Because I don't feel like I have enough discipline. That is real. What does that mean, discipline? It just means starting something, finishing it, even if it's messy. I tell students, if you get a C, sure, don't tell your parents I told you this. Whatever, just finish. Right. Finish, you know what I mean? And you know the effort that you put in the finish. And uh, obviously a grade doesn't define you. Right. The, gr- the grade doesn't define you. The award doesn't define you. The accolades don't define you. But your the intention that you put into it, starting and finishing, because that's for you, really. You know, even if it's messy, it's okay. Everything's not going to be pretty, except the mess, too. Like, messiness is okay. Life is not neat. You know, you can make mistakes, expect mistakes, but you can always learn from them. And if you're not, if I'm not making any mistakes, then I'm probably doing something wrong because I just, nothing's perfect. And just stepping away from that because I have my own, like, mm-hmm. we have our own things about perfection. And, and that's not real. Like, I don't think perfection is real. Mm-hmm. So the discipline, trying to mm-hmm. be more disciplined in everything that I do, whatever I say, completing it, or even if I'm not going to complete it, like, own up to that. You know what? I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. And letting it go, forgive yourself, move on. So discipline, forgiving yourself, and just, just being really intentional. So it's a good practice to set three words. Three words for in that, that you want to define your year, and then you can refer to those words and then, like, ask yourself, like, what does that mean again for me again? Okay. And if you have to change it, change it. Like, you can be flexible with yourself. Right. Because I think people, we get locked into these things and think we can't. You can make a whole list of goals if you decide in March that, you know, actually, this is not my goal. This is someone's goal for me. Get rid of it. Get a new one. Because we'll do that, too. You know, we'll do things that people think we should do. You're good at that, but I don't want to do that. Maybe if you're not ready to set a whole list of intentions, come up with some words that you hold yourself to. And intentions don't need to be tangible. Right. They can be they about don't. your relationship with yourself. Exactly. Mm. Literally being like, oh, every Monday morning, I'm going to look in the mirror for 30 seconds and say, I'm enough. Yes. Oh, my God. Look, that'll, that'll, that'll split your soul so wide open if you Ooh. did that as a practice. It will change your life. And it literally is 30 seconds every single Monday morning, mm. once a week of your life. If you say, I'm enough, looking at yourself in your own eyes, you literally will each week end it feeling like you could change the world. And, and that's just one action. I mean, I've had, I was instructed to do that before when I was in more of my development stages of my work. This was probably Mm -hmm. like 15 years ago. I went to something in like Eugene, Oregon or something. And this lady gave us all a mirror and she made us, and it sounds corny, but I'm going to tell you, she was like, you're going to, it's going to be harder than you think. I know. All you have to do is hold it. You said it and I I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds like an intense moment. Yeah, but I'm talking about like, you literally are saying the words, I am enough looking in a mirror. So when you think about, like, the behavior, it's quite simple. So then if you start thinking about why is it so hard, Mm. that's your inspiration of why you should be doing it, right? Why is it so hard just to tell yourself you're enough for 30 seconds? And you're the only one that got to kick it with you 24 hours a day. 
and you don't have enough relationship with yourself to be able to do that, that means you should be deepening your relationship with yourself. And I can say no matter who walks in any door across this whole world, that that rule will work for everybody. Wow. No matter who you are, what you've been through. That is powerful. I, I know. I like chills. As, like, oh as soon as you said it, I'm like, ooh, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could comfortably so then, do that. So then the place to start off is being like, go in front of the mirror and like glance up. Blah, enough. <laughs> and then keep it pushing and then maybe three weeks later you might pause for a second and actually see how beautiful your eyes are and you might not say the words I'm enough right. but then like that's what the discipline and the practice is about mm. is about getting to a further place mm. like in my work I, I, I'm often I say like one of the community agreements is to expect a lack of closure because if mm. we're planning on fixing something then we've already failed you know, so it's just about the process. Like, intentions are not about the goal. Right. It's about the process towards the goal. Because once you've arrived, you're done. There's nothing else. Right. Mm. So the only thing that's really of substance is, like, the journey. The journey. Yeah. And, that, mm. and that's why you know you're enough. Because if it's just about the journey, that means every little step, incremental step, has worth. Because mm. you, you can't get 10, foot, 10 feet ahead of yourself if you don't walk that one foot right now. Right. So that means every one foot means something, not like what's at the end of the road. What's here right now is what has worth. And so it's like simplifying it, taking away off that pressure. You know, I have to wake up every morning. My best friend says, you know, um, Kingston, he actually he does um, a lot of social justice work in the trans community. And he says every single morning when, you, when I wake up, it's a revolutionary act, you yes. know. And it's like, how am I understanding that just being like, oh, I'll just take the, the two inches. That's a revolutionary act because that's two inches closer to somewhere. Sure, sure as hell it wasn't where you was two inches ago, <laughs> right, and you don't want to be there no more. So right. I'll take the two inches. <laughs> take take your wish and your desire for a foot and a mile, and just keep wishing all day and never do it. Or and I'll take my two inches and get my movement. I feel like I need an addendum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what work? What work am I am I holding y'all accountable to then for mm. twenty eighteen? What what y'all working on? I want to be able to well, to hit somebody up like so. It is three months into 2018. Where are we with this? Goodness gracious! Um, I'm a I'm good for it as a Virgo. I think I'm gonna just tell you what I was talking to you about this morning. Mm-hmm. I I want to do a short podcast that you translate. Will? I will I will do a short podcast that translates into the real world a queer Bible study. I don't know if I should yes. call it that. Yes, that's that's what I want to Isn't happen. Isn't that amazing? Yes, I know so many people that would be down for this. <laughs> I have a, a friend, a good friend, um, and we talked about it, and we said we're going to meet in a couple of weeks and talk some more. And I was like, all right, let's just do this in January. Let's just do the first one. Let's just see what happens. Mm. That has been in my spirit for more than a year. So mm. I think and it's time to it. just listen, listen to God and just do it. Mm. I'm excited. And that's for that's when... where I'm like, oh, my God, I said this, and now it's recorded live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We have spoken it into existence. It's that's done. That's good, though. I use yeah. that language. It's done. Done. With yes. the hard D, it's done. done. Oh, some, some, some Brooklyn, some <laughs> done. Brooklyn block is done. done. <laughs> I'm excited to hear that, though. Yeah. I can't wait to hear updates on that and tell everybody about it. I think that there will be so many people who are interested in that. I would be interested just to know how the two coexist. Right. Just in a space that feels safe. That's the thing. So I'm excited for that. Um, Drop yeah, a mic on that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. Oh, yes. Um, mine. Two things. I think my tell so- me love activist. Uh, my selfishness would say that I would like to be held. I want to be on TED Talks really bad. 
Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. And yes. I haven't really told anybody publicly. First of all, yes, you can you absolutely totally get it. to TED Talks. Are you kidding? So I want to do that by the end of next year. Yes. And you I will. wanted to you do will. that. You will. I um, mean, this is this is an intention episode, honey. And then in light of that, I think it's really inspiring to be sitting next to you as a minister because it's something I never really told anybody about, that I wanted to be a minister growing up. And I never told anyone. And like acknowledging that the work that I'm doing is ministry Yes, still. it is. Even if I'm not talking about, like, the Bible in any type of way or, like, the spiritual walk of using, like, old school scripts to guide your way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's basically what it is. And that's good, but I'm still in that practice. And then I want you to hold me accountable to, like, creating a space that what you do is, like, physically happening with multiple people in a room. Like, there's Mm. there's a journey that people have. They walk in in the morning in the building, and the work that you do is able to happen in an experience over a four to six hour period with multiple bodies in the room. And I told you I had like this idea that I really want to make it happen. And that is not left behind me. You know what I mean? So like I'm saying it publicly so we can see that that's coming. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that's just about integrity and accountability. And it's like there's imperfection. It hasn't happened yet. But that doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Sure does not. Now we publicly have put it out there. So folks will be looking for it. (laughs) It'll come. I... I will launch a really, really important product in February to bring this space of just, I mean, Ray from 195 Lewis was on the podcast and called this archiving, Yes, which is something that I literally have never considered. And I was like, oh my God, that's like a thing. I feel so affirmed by that. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, I never knew that it was going to be this. But now that it is this and I've owned it and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. I want to give people an opportunity to do this without if they don't have access to a studio or some mic. So I am launching a product that will allow people to have these discussions and do all of these things wherever they are and just get community access. together yeah. with access. each other and find out things about people and do that wow. in safe spaces that they create for themselves so that everyone can feel like they're on the podcast. Something you just made me think about was how my elder, she's um, Julia Bennett, she's an acupuncturist, mm-hmm. and in LGBT community, especially people of color, she does a lot of healing work. And she sometimes tell me stories when she was my age. She's like in her mid-60s now when she was kicking in with her friends and the house music and the clubs and the community organizing. And she, sometimes she'll bring up stories where Audrey Lord's in the story. Wow. Because she was just like, but the thing is, <laughs> is like right now we're saying, wow. But back then they were all kicking it. Mm-hmm. Right. And all those environments that they were just merely kicking it in are the environments and the moments that we talk about, that we put on documentaries, mm-hmm. that we write about in books. So like this moment, that this thing that you're creating. You. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like you talking about archiving, like you are like the Audrey Lord, that mm. you'll be in that conversation mm. because you archive the truth of our community over time. So yes. if we, so like you're thinking about like, oh my I'm just there. Don't do that to me. <laughs> no, but that's what you made me think about. Like how, how my elder always talks about her. Right. Like she's just around way girl that was kicking it you know in community doing whatever and now she's this woman that we have this complete reverence for Mm. because of how she documented who we were and you're documenting who we are yes see and those are the things that i'm in 2018 i'm committed to celebrating because i think that because i started it as such a little idea it's never grown in my head the way it's actually grown Mm -hmm. and so i'm always like oh you know i just i just wanted to start this thing but then as more people are interested and I realize that these are things that people will know about who they may not have had any idea that these are the kind of conversations we have or the people who are in this community and now Mm -hmm. it'll always just be there regardless of if anything huge happens it'll just be there can I ask you a question did you make was your journey about you 
making decisions based on what other people thought and needed or were you just blindly like I'm just keep on making the decisions to do this project I just wanted to do it and I <laughs> ask you because like a lot of the times I try to remind folks like don't make decisions based on what other people no doing. you can make never. decisions based on your own needs you your own can relationship with yourself. you absolutely can never because that's I mean that's also just that's inauthentic. It's not a thing for you. It has. To, I needed to do this so I could be honest right. about myself and like the things that mm-hmm. I'm going through and just hear from other. I just wanted to meet people yeah. who were like in the community yeah. and doing stuff. I'm like, oh, there's so yeah. many amazing people. Well, now I have a way that I can meet everyone I want to. So. All right, everybody. So now you heard the the, the <laughs> last rule for the year is to just commit for giving to your community yes. and you have become a guest on your own show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness this is amazing no, this is actually a really good intentions episode no I, I haven't i haven't set my intentions yet because i've i've been like scared of them because i'm like wow i can do a whole lot now that i'm aware mm-hmm. that i can do a lot oh, yeah. i'm like afraid to write that stuff down but now i'm like oh okay mm-hmm. i got some gems today i'm about to go get my words <laughs> i'm gonna run run past the mirror and say you're enough you're not yeah <laughs> <laughs> drive by, <laughs> drive by love. You'll be a drive by love activist. <laughs> um, tell people where to find you, cause now everybody's gonna be hitting you up for queer Bible study. Yeah, and this little event that we're about to do. Yes. So, how do people find you? Uh, right now, people can find me on this website, U University. So it's y o u and university dot c o. And essentially, that's I call it my like online education ministry for youth, and it's college access counseling. It's anything involved with the whole college access process being successful, and I try to put up a positive word. I write some stuff, and I put it up there once a month. I try. That's my goal. You try. Your Instagram post be keeping me. Mm. I'm, I'm trying. I'm keeping trying me to, going. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, that's a word today. Yes. Yes. The word. <laughs> so, so yeah, your university is. Uh, that's where you can find me for now. There isn't any official website or thing for uh, queer Bible study. I don't even know if that's what it should be called, but it's coming soon. It's coming yes. soon. Coming soon. The Human Root dot com t h e h u m a n r o o t dot com that's my website we do equity work in different communities and it stretches everywhere from just talking about institutional oppression all the way down to healing it's a full spectrum depending on what communities are looking for and i would say you can find me on that website you can email through that website um for absolutely anything it doesn't okay. need to be just in relationship to that but i would say that the people that work for the human root really do consider themselves as equity practitioners because mm. healing is the focus and then yeah go ahead and go on the website find out who i am and nominate me on ted talks because i need to be on ted talks yes. in 2018 yes. so nominate is there an actual nomination nominate a, there's a nomination page okay. i know okay. i just i wow. figured it out like two days ago i was like you're not gonna have this as a thing in your mind you're gonna do it exactly so so there's um, actually a nomination page there is okay so you have two ways to do it. you either get nominated or i think you have to like suggest yourself or something like that but i'm gonna go both routes okay because right. i am determined this is about to we're gonna talk about equity love and healing and spiritual all in one conversation and TED Talks doesn't usually go that far we go out to go a little bit further and stretch it you know what I mean make people feel each other in the room I'm yes. gonna make it like a social engagement experience it's gonna be tight All right. it's gonna happen I don't know how it's, but it's right. gonna it's happen it's gonna happen right there <laughs> oh, I feel like there's a whole lot of manifestations <laughs> happening in here that's Thank exactly you what I'm thinking <laughs> for, I appreciate you coming for my 
New Year's you. episode. Absolutely. Appreciate you having us. This is great. I feel like a lot of people are going to get a lot from this. I hope so. I mean, Happy I New sure year. did. I can't wait to go write my list now. I'm like, <laughs> I want, I'm meeting Oprah this year. Right? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you, you're going to have a picture on Instagram in like six months. I'm going to be like, yep, like, yep. She did it. There you go. Well, thank you for coming. Thank I hope you. you guys had a good time. We did. Okay. Bye. Bye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is Kristen. And this is Lamika. And you've just listened to another episode of the Safe Word Society Podcast. You can hear more of us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and much more. For updates, follow us on social media at Safe Word Society and visit our website at www.safewordsociety.com. Also, make sure you pay it safe and become a Safe Word Society patron in order to fund this show. Thank you for listening. Bye.